Here's the podcast Project Connection. Welcome back to Project Connection, a Digital Alberta podcast. As always, I'm your host, Corey Seller, aka SellerCast. I'm joined by Zach Storms, founder and chief organizer of Startup TNT and Startup TNT Investment Summit. He also serves on the Edmonton Regional Innovation Network Steering Committee. In this episode, we're going to dive into Zach's ongoing support for the local innovation community, his experience with the entrepreneur and investor relationship, some insight about the ongoing changes happening at the provincial and municipal level for tech and innovation, and if there's time, our shared passion for local craft beer. Uh, so. Zach, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I made sure it wasn't going to happen on a Thursday, so cheers to that. <laughs> cheers. Hey, the, the other tea of the week, Tuesday, so great day for uh, for an interview. Thanks for having me, Corey. Fantastic. So, you know, yeah, and honestly, I figured if I'm going to interview Zach, I, I feel like I need to have a craft beer. We, You can't see it, folks, but we each have... A lovely can of craft beer in our hands. Yeah, which one are you drinking? I am sipping a uh, nice Kolsch from Peace River Brewing. Okay, nice. I'm drinking the uh, my favorite IPA in town, which is from Polar Park Brewing. Oh, I'm a huge IPA fan. I can't express that enough. <laughs> as am I, as am I. Oh, it's great. It's great. So talking about beer, talking about craft beer and kind of that happy hour moment, that seems to be a great way to start things off. What is Startup TNT and how does craft beer factor into that? <laughs> um, listen, TNT stands for Thursday Night Tradition. A lot of people don't realize this. TNT, Thursday Night Tradition, because it's a fun happy hour for entrepreneurs, scientists and investors place to get together every single Thursday. Um, our philosophy is have fun, make friends, and build companies. And we like to do that in a casual, relaxed setting at our at a local brew pub, drinking craft beer. That's, that's the whole story. <laughs> right. No, no, for sure. And uh, just for a quick little plug to that lovely local brewery, which one is that in town? That's Polar Park Brewing, a great Great brewery opened up about a year ago now at the old B-Bell Bakery location just off White Avenue. Um, they've got an event space upstairs. They've got a patio. They've got a really cool vibe downstairs, like a big open area with picnic tables that we often would just take over. I say we used to because with COVID-19, I, I don't really do it anymore at the bar anyways. Um, but really awesome space, a uh, place where we could just always show up unannounced. That's the whole philosophy here is like, um, it's just like show up when you can. It's a place for entrepreneurs, members of the community, get together whenever you, whenever you can make it. You don't have to sign up. There's no obligation to come every week. I know you're not going to be there every week. I'll be there every week because I like to do it. Uh, but, you know, it's just a place to go, celebrate victories, commiserate over defeats, uh, share good news stories, and just honestly have fun together. Like, I encourage people not to talk about work. This is like, you're just making friends with other entrepreneurs right now. It's like, don't hand out a business card. In fact, I used to have a rule that if you did hand out a business card, you had to chug a beer. Now, I used to enforce that rule strictly to create the vibe that we needed, which is this is a place for fun, you know, real, real relationship building, um, you know, not just quick networking. And it's it's funny because I, I feel like I stopped buying business cards because I know I, I for a while there I was getting a couple 
but then my cell phone number changed. So I thought, well, that's a waste of money. <laughs> yeah. well, what do people do with business cards? I can tell you me, I'm not very organized. They just like pile up somewhere and I can't find them. And uh, yeah. yeah to, most of them are in my drawer that I've gotten from people. So for, for some, you know, obviously, you know, we talk about this, this incredible vibe with startup TNT for, for some, you know, people go to comedy night, others it's pitch night. And that's what sort of TNT is about. It's that relaxed vibe, but you know, there's a pitch night. I know we're tired of talking about it, but you know, how has the pandemic changed this <laughs> weekly happy hour for better and for worse, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, I, is this where I, is this where I should give you the backstory or should I just answer the question you asked? <laughs> You can um, do a little backstory. Okay. I mean, the backstory on TNT is, you know, it's every single week, get together, have fun, make friends with other entrepreneurs, because that's what I like to do. Uh, and I wasn't doing it as an entrepreneur. That's the short story. Right before the pandemic hit, we had just completed our first investment summit where, you know, we had like a really, some really cool pitch nights. We had an all afternoon event with like 150, 200 people showing up throughout the day. Um, just our regular happy hours were getting like 50 to 70 people at them. Um, I, you know, even got like the city of Edmonton people that were doing engagement around like all the changes in the innovation community that were happening. They came to do an engagement session with us. I was like, yeah, come, you know, just come spread out your information on the bar tables and we'll just talk about it over beer. Like, you know, it was like that kind of stuff happening, which is exactly what I wanted to see happen. Um, and then the pandemic hit and I was like, oh shoot, <laughs> what do we do now? Um, we may actually, so interesting, we were like a couple of days ahead of the curve. Before they locked down all the bars in the middle of March, we made a decision like we're going to go virtual tonight. And we made that decision at like 2 p.m. The event was happening at 6. And um, we just, <laughs> I called up my uh, co-organizer, Tim, and was like, what are we going to do? We can't do Zoom. Zoom doesn't work for like <laughs> what we're going for. And then he yeah. told me there's a thing called Discord, which I'd never used before. Apparently it's popular with gamers. But it's kind of like a Slack interface where you can have conversations as a group. You can do individual chat messages, but you can also do individual talk or individual voice and video. And you can do group voice and group video. So you can actually kind of create a bit of a happy hour vibe because you can just like jump around different tables. You can go to a chat room. Um, and so we try to recreate that feeling on the virtual setting. It's obviously not the same. In fact, I would argue that it's much, much more challenging to run the event now and keep it fun and engaging. Um, and so that's our challenge. I will say we did this a few times. We always we always get people to sponsor beers at the happy hour. Like, hey, who wants to have beers tonight? So a bunch of times what we've done is we had people sponsor beers and then recruited volunteers to deliver them. Uh, so we did that a few times over the summer and that was a lot of fun. I love I love the format. Like I just want to just comment on the fact of the format is such a relaxed, welcoming feeling. I know it's virtual now, and I know for some that probably sucks in in, in some regard. But you know, it's I top cre credit to to you guys as far as getting it set up on Discord and stuff because I feel like that's such a a great other option to consider when doing stuff like this. Because I know personally, it's funny because. With me coming over to the Discord, I had my username gamer tag kind of thing from my other uh, servers because I know for some people, I know when I've jumped on a quick talk uh, 
you had you had said, oh, Sellercast, how's it going? And I know I'm like, oh, yeah, everyone has their first and last name on here. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who you were. Yeah, it was a mystery. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that creates the fun, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, honestly, the um, I actually think it's easier. To cre- it's much, much easier to create the vibe at the in-person setting. So uh, sometimes they'll say, like, how, how do you create this vibe? And you're it's like, well, I mean, you just kind of like put in a few key ingredients and then the vibe happens and everyone just like adds to it and they just feel the vibe and they get to it. In a virtual setting, it's super hard to do that because like you sign into Discord, you know what's going on. It's an unfamiliar user interface. So I think that that's actually a real challenge that we probably still need to improve on. I can tell you, know, I can tell you more about the vibe. Do you want to go into detail about the vibe? Because I, I'm like, I'm, I, I love it when people tell me that they like the vibe there because that was like a big part of what I was trying to do. By all means, dive into it because I know I've, Personally, I've just started to discover Startup TNT, obviously, during the pandemic, which obviously is the complete opposite, I feel, of what the intention was. Yeah. But nevertheless, here I am, here am I, and here it's, we are talking. <laughs> yeah, and like the, uh, the, I mean, the virtual vibe, I think in general, virtual meetings have a bit, can have a bit more of like a business corporate feel because it's like everything's a little bit quicker, like gets the point, you know, Zoom meetings feel that way for me, for sure. Um so, but the, the story of the vibe and what we're trying to do at TNT, have fun, make friends, build companies in that order. And really, so it's been a year and a half. Really what we were doing, it was like, instead of trying to go to some sort of formal program or formal event that might feel a little stiff, might feel a little stuffy, might include some panels or a keynote or a formal engagement session. There was a lot of that kind of stuff happening um, about a year and a half ago in our community because there's been a... Under, you know, for good, actually, there's been a lot of like uh, reimagining, reexamining, soul searching, like what should we be as a community? How are we going to interact? How are we going to improve as a community? How are we going to do things better? How are we going to build great companies together? And while that was happening, I was actually, frankly, a bit of a low point in my career because I've been, I just, I was just feeling unsatisfied. I shouldn't say it was a low point in career. It was a low point in my mental state. You know, I think it was just a normal point in my career, but in my mental state, it was like, I feel like a failure. You know, I've been trying to build companies. They haven't gone, as every entrepreneur knows, they haven't gone as quickly or in the same direction as I initially imagined they were going. Um, and I was just feeling a little disconnected. Honestly, every every meeting I was having felt a little bit like I'm trying to figure out how I can turn this meeting into a conversation about business. And I wasn't really like actually just like interacting with people, you know, the way that I used to always have fun doing my entire life. And I was like, what's going on with me? I need to stop doing this. I think the community doesn't really want to do that stuff either. I bet there's a lot of people out there just like me that really just want to have fun together. Like that's the whole point. Like if we're not having fun together, what's the point of anything? So it's like, let's just do stuff where it's purely about having fun, making friends with each other. That's why I like had those rules about if you hand out a business card, you have to drink. Um, You know, I understand alcohol is sometimes a turnoff for people. So I, I kind of, I use that, but you know, it, it works for many people, not everyone. Um, so anyways, I mean, that's the whole story. So all of this to say, the whole point is just having fun, making friends. And I have a weekly newsletter so that if you didn't come to the event, you can read my newsletter and you can see who is there, the fun stuff that we did. And I linked to who they were and there's fun stories about them. Uh, and so even if you missed out on the event, you can feel like you were part of it. And you're like, I should definitely get there next week. Um, so that's that's the vibe. That's the vibe creation. And just to comment on the newsletter, I will note that uh, you know it it took me 
the point where I had to stumble on a Discord chat only to meet you and to realize that I wasn't subscribed to the newsletter. And it was a little awkward on my part because I felt kind of bad uh, with your <laughs> state of shock. But nevertheless, I, I signed up right afterwards. So I hope I've redeemed myself on that front. <laughs> hey, no, no worries. Uh, we, we have not done. You know, when I first started the newsletter, I was like, every time I'd meet people at the bar, I'd be like, you need to sign up for the newsletter. And I would like sign them up like men in there. Um, but then <laughs> that got, that kind of got old. And uh, I, I haven't really been marketing the newsletter as well as I should. So, but, you know, a lot of people read it. There's like a few hundred people in the newsletter. It's good newsletter. Fantastic. There you go. Well, I, I'll, uh, we can encourage it at the end of the episode here for any plugs. But for now, if you haven't already, let's sign up for that Startup TNT newsletter. Very important newsletter. Got to sign up for that newsletter. It's, it's, a, it's an essential, even during a quarantine or a pandemic. Uh, so kind of getting into the heart of it, you know, you've, you've gone through a lot of pitch nights on Thursdays, a lot of beer, a lot of pitches. Without playing any favorites, obviously, have there been really any startups that have really stood out that have really caught your attention, whether it's their product, the, uh, the, the pitch itself, you know, if, is there anyone that have, has really stood out for you in, in recent months? Yeah. You know what? Okay. Well, I do just want to clarify something. We don't do a pitch night every single Thursday, or at least we haven't done a pitch night every single Thursday for the last 70 weeks because it's now been 70 weeks which is pretty my apologies um but we did start doing recently (laughs) the pitch nights right Um, yes so maybe before i answer your question just to clarify yes uh, i i actually think incorporating pitch nights is an important part and was actually when i started the happy hour i was thinking about like okay this is cool i bet novelty will wear off Uh, i'm gonna do it for like three months let's see if it gets bigger it got bigger we started doing fun stuff and i was like i don't think that it could just sustain itself as purely a happy hour i think it it should include things like pitch nights it should include things like that investment summit where people are actually investing in companies it should be a place where like stuff is really happening kind of like have fun make friends build companies you need that kind of building companies components um not just having fun and making friends because i think if it's just having fun and making friends it would end up being like zach and his buddies and not really like a community thing um, so all that to say, uh, we haven't done a pitch night every week for 70 weeks. I just want to clarify that. That would be impressive if we did. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe 70 weeks from now, though, the answer will be yes, because we did start doing pitch nights. We've done them for the last four weeks straight. And part it's actually a lot easier to do them in a virtual setting because people can sign in from anywhere. It's just quick, done, su- super easy to organize. And I think it's a more interesting way for the virtual event to just like make sure there's things happening it brings people to the to the event and like there's kind of just like starts the conversation um so i think there's a lot of value in the pitch nights uh but as my clarify for the audience we haven't been doing it for 70 weeks that would be impressive now let me answer your question let, let me tell you about let me tell you about ali who i just saw an update from ali canal uh founder of resume free just posted on linkedin like yesterday or today because i just saw the uh the notification um that she is putting out her product live uh, for the very first time on Microsoft Marketplace. And Ali Canole is someone who we met at Startup TNT almost a year ago, yeah, roughly a year ago. And she was still a uh, still working on her traditional business. I mean, or, or she was a, basically a headhunter. She has like a 
HR business that does HR recruiting. Um, and at the time she was like, well, I'm kind of like working on like this startup concept. Uh, I heard about startup TNT, so I'm going to come here. And I was like, well, welcome. This is a great place to be. Very first night she was there. She was one of our beer sponsors. Um, she also chugged a beer, as I recall. <laughs> she was like, I love this rule, Zach. I will chug a beer. Here's my business card. <laughs> so uh, that's a really memorable story of meeting Allie. And then just like to bring it back to today, here we are a year later, and I'm seeing her post that uh, she just launched her product on Microsoft Marketplace. And in the last year, we went, you know, we as a community, as a startup TNT community, have witnessed her from like, hey, uh, great to meet you guys. Let's chug a beer together. Have fun. To um, participating in our investment summit, which was a process to raise money for local companies and while simultaneously training new angel investors about angel investing. Uh, she didn't raise any money at that, but she participated, made some good connections. She participated in the Propel program, which is run by startup uh, Edmonton. And I think through that, she's met a couple of mentors. Um, she, I know that she's told me she's made some good connections through Startup TNT. Um, and I just saw that she, she got accepted into this Microsoft Accelerator for women uh, a few months ago. And she just posted that she's now launching her product on the Microsoft Accelerator. And she is participating in our investment summit again. So that is... To me, just like the ideal story of what we like to see at Startup TNT, you know, the founders, founders coming together, actually building relationships with each other. And then we get to see the evolution of the company um, as a community and support them anywhere we can and celebrate. So that's it. There's the story. Well, cheers. <laughs> that's fantastic. And other entrepreneurs like her. Cheers to Allie. Wow. That's that. I like that story. That honestly is a nice. Uh, founder story i have to admit so i'll have to follow up with her on that one later on with she will verify more every detail i have don't <laughs> are in my newsletter if you go back and read them <laughs> i i will have to and also uh follow up and, 70 newsletters you'll find the info <laughs> and i guess i can also uh fact check did about the beer chugging too <laughs> <laughs> you can fact check that she will confirm she will confirm <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, you, you've mentioned a couple of points already, so I just want to maybe uh, clarify as far as if these are pieces of advice as well. Uh, whether it's a you know a recent grad with an idea or someone looking to invest uh, in a local company, what's based off of, from your standpoint? You know, what are what's some basic advice you would give them? Obviously, two different and two different types of people in this case. But you know, what would be your advice that could go hand in hand to both parties? Um, so, someone who's just like starting out as an entrepreneur, yeah, or someone yeah. who's looking to start out as an investor, yeah, someone who's you know going through. To plug my investment summit. <laughs> I mean, I was going to open that up later for you to do, so you no, can work it uh, in I in every answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, like I mean, the story of Allie, yeah, that was advice. Come to start TNT, chug a beer with us. You'll be successful eventually. Uh, no, I'm kidding. That's it's, it's not that simple. Obviously there's lots of hard work that goes into it. Allie's working really hard. Uh, so full credit to her. And honestly, maybe that's the advice. Like you actually have to go do really hard work. You know, you can't just go to the event and chug the beer. You can't just go to the panel discussion. Uh, you can't just participate in cool stuff and cool programs. You actually have to go out there 
buckle down, do a bunch of work. It can be really painful and lonely at times. So that's why we encourage people to have fun and make friends while they're doing it. Um, but, you know, maybe I guess the other general advice, though, is to make sure that you are making friends and you are be able to connect with people, you know. So I think that is like something that resonates strongly with me and kind of the point of Startup TNT is that like you, you need to build a community. You need to build friends. You can't just rely on your own self or your husband or wife or, you know, that that's put too much pressure on them. You, you need a full community supporting you. So you don't have to build it at Startup TNT, obviously. You can build it wherever you wherever you like to, wherever you feel comfortable. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just reflecting on my own advice. That, that might've been like the least helpful advice anyone ever has ever gotten. Like you need to work hard. That's the advice. <laughs> we gotta earn it. <laughs> that's, that's the new Zach meme of, uh, you need to work hard. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's like a pile of empty beer cans in, in, in behind him. And it's like, I don't know whether to take this with a grain of salt or not. <laughs> um, and then, the other part of your question, though, was the angel investor. And the advice for them is literally you should join the Startup TNT Investment Summit because that is the best way to get an introduction to angel investing. We basically work together as a team to pick a local entrepreneur for investment. Um, the reason that's not the advice for the entrepreneur is because, you know, to receive an investment from an investor, you need to be, you know, you need to be a little bit farther along than, hey, I'm, I'm interested in entrepreneurship, obviously. But if you're interested in angel investing, well, you know, then you just need the capacity to write a check uh, and a little bit of understanding of how to do it. And that's what we do at Start PNT. So welcome. <laughs> Fantastic. And that leads into my next question of what's coming up that you wish to tell us about? <laughs> The next Startup TNT Investment Summit. We are super excited about this. Yeah, we did this for the first time in Edmonton in like January, February of this year. And we're doing it again. And because of the pandemic and because things are virtual, we're, we've doubled the size. We've already doubled our size. We've gone from one city to two cities in like nine months. We're super excited about it. So we have an Edmonton cohort and a Calgary cohort. And we're going to have... Um, two different investment teams, an Edmonton investment team and a Calgary investment team. And we're going to be screening deals from both cities and figuring out which one to invest in. And so quick overview of the process or maybe quick overview of what the investment summit is. I kind of mentioned this before casually. It's a way to raise money for local startups while training new angel investors, you know, how to be more sophisticated, how to actually go about angel investing and we do it in a way that is natural and real and builds relationships between entrepreneurs and investors, among entrepreneurs, among the investors. Um, so it's, it's part education, it's part uh, community building and relationship building, which is another th key thing to, access, to building your company, any type of company, relationships, key. Um, and then actual investing, raising money. So the investors have to pre-commit to participate $5,000 that goes into a holding company. And then the investors are basically acting together as a team to figure out which company to invest in. And it, they decide democratically through a voting process. And I'll also point out the whole point here is that the investors don't reach like consensus. Don't actually, no, I shouldn't say don't reach consensus. It's that the investors don't have an easy choice. The point here isn't to have like one winner at the end. The point here is to raise money for at least one company, but through a process 
that gets the investors and the community excited about many companies. Um, and so ideally, you know, the investors want to invest in other companies that are at the summit. Other people want to join in. You know, there's more there's more deals happening rather than just the the one that we start with. That's it. Okay. Well, that sounds exciting. You know, if uh, I, I'm not, you know, pretty uh, familiar with that with that area, but obviously for those that are looking to do uh, investing in that nature, check out the uh, the investment summit TNT Startup TNT Investment Summit. Hopefully, uh, you get a few more uh, people coming in to check yeah. it out. We ha we have space for more investors to join. You have to be an accredited investor, which these are yeah. rules based on security regulations. You have to meet certain right. financial thresholds. Uh, the applications are closed for entrepreneurs. However, everyone can get a taste of what we do by coming to our pitch nights, coming to Startup TNT every single Thursday, and uh, and the big summit, which is happening on November nineteenth. That's when the final investment decisions are made. So that's not for another two months. So we've got lots of time ahead of us to have some fun. There we go. Build fun, beer, build companies. Maybe in that order, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of beer, I think uh, this is the perfect time to take a quick break. We'll have a little sip of uh, our craft beer. And we'll be right back. This episode has been brought to you by Spontively, an app that's helping connect people to their communities based on their interests, location, and availability. Download Spontively in the Apple App Store or Google Play today. That's spelled S-P-O-N-T-I-V-L-Y, because building communities in the real world is a universal human need. Okay, welcome back. We uh, enjoyed our beers, and uh, now we're getting to the second half of this interview with Zach Storms. Uh, Zach, we're going to switch focuses over to the Edmonton Regional Innovation Network. Building relationships, you know, that's, that's clear to, I think, all of us. They're vital, especially with Startup TNT, trying to build companies, as well as just, you know, networking. But, you know, you're also on the steering committee for Aaron. For those who don't know, tell us a little bit about what Aaron's mandate is and what can we sort of expect in the near future? Uh, sure. So Aaron, the Edmonton Regional Innovation Network, bit of a mouthful, uh, is one of eight RINs across Alberta. Uh, and Alberta Innovates, which is this government funding agency, or I guess it's, a, I should say, I think it's a, it's an arm's length agency that get, receives funding from the government and then invests in innovation, um, provides funding to these networks uh, that represent you know, areas of Alberta. Uh, so there's one here in Edmonton, there's one in Calgary, there's one in Red Deer, there's a few rural ones as well. Um, and really what we are is um, a informal network of service providers that, you know, that support entrepreneurs. Um, in different shapes and forms. So groups like Tech Edmonton, Startup Edmonton, Health City, Business Link, Alberta Women Entrepreneurs, um, generally generally not-for-profits, although we actually allow basically anyone to join our membership. It's, it's pretty loose. 
And uh, our, our goal is to help coordinate, collaborate, and more effectively run the ecosystem and help entrepreneurs navigate the ecosystem, navigate their own journey, and coordinate how all of us as that are out there trying to support these entrepreneurs can work together to meet their needs. And a real key thing is um, ensuring that uh, the programs and services are performing well, meeting the needs of the community, and we're constantly going back and looking at our performance, evaluating how the ecosystem is doing, evaluating how we're all doing as supporters and cheerleaders, as I like to call myself, for all the entrepreneurs, and, and really helping them. So Alberta Innovates basically gives money to us and members of the network spend that money on programs and support systems for the entrepreneurs. And it's our job to, you know, make sure that it's all happening for everyone, for the entrepreneur's benefit. Now, before I get into uh, my next question, as far as a lot of the changes that are ongoing, both locally and provincially, I just want to quickly touch base as far as what Aaron's been working on recently. I know there's been a couple things that have that have gone out on uh, social media. I just want to touch base as far as, you know, what what have been the some key things that you guys have been releasing uh, for to get public feedback uh, to further uh, the mandate? Yeah. So, you know, I think it's probably worth mentioning just a little bit of history with Erin. Uh, you know, to answer that question properly and maybe why I'm involved. You know, I might just say that, you know, with Startup TNT and our philosophy of have fun, make friends, build companies, you know, when I say make friends, I mean really make friends with everyone. And so sometimes in Edmonton or really any community, it's easy for us to like point the finger at other people that we don't like and say that our problems are because of them. Uh, you know, entrepreneurs say that they can't raise money because the investors don't know what they're doing. Investors say that there's no good deals in Edmonton and everyone hates the service providers because they're all terrible. So, you know, that type of mindset is really, I think, not helpful, straight up, just not helpful. And so our philosophy at TNT is like, look, let's have fun together. Let's make friends together. You know, if you build relationships with people, we can all work together to up each other's games. You know, we're all in this together, trying to build companies, trying to diversify our economy. Like we're all in this together. We're trying to do things. And what I was really excited about with the ERIN is it actually was undergoing a, or is undergoing a massive transformation. So actually about a year and a half ago, the ERIN was dissolved in Edmonton um, because basically Alberta Innovates asked us to uh, to rethink how we're doing an ERIN um, and said, look, you know, let's put the pause on what we're doing here. Let's go back to the drawing board and rethink everything. And this is where I get excited. Oh, there's an opportunity to rethink how we're going to do stuff. We're going to build everything from scratch. This is where I get excited. I'm like, whoa, that's an amazing opportunity. Like we can reimagine how we're delivering services to entrepreneurs. We can rethink how we interact as service providers. We can rethink like how investors are behaving with entrepreneurs, how investors are um, supporting entrepreneurs from like the day one. They're not just waiting until there's a good deal that finds their way. They're like working way at the beginning to make sure that the entrepreneurs are getting the right advice from the service provider so that they're ready for investment, they're ready to build real companies. Um, so like I just I get really excited when at with at that opportunity. Um, and so I joined the ERIN. Well, actually, I shouldn't say I joined. I raised my hand to get elected to the steering committee. So there actually was a community vote uh, on people that were interested in serving on this committee. And there was a community vote, nine of us were elected. Um, and actually, we were we were a pretty good representation of the community. It included some people from Startup Edmonton, Tech Edmonton, 
the innovation entity, which has undergone its own uh, transformation, but the previous Innovate Edmonton, uh, a couple of universities, uh, a couple of like lesser, you know, smaller not-for-profit groups in town. So, uh, you know, all that to say, like, I, I think that like, it's a really cool that we're, we're able to really reimagine what we're doing as service providers and a service provider community in Edmonton. Um, and that was really exciting to me. So to answer your question, what are we doing? Well, we have four key pillars or four key priorities, and those are guided by the innovation compass. So this was like a year and a half long engagement process actually commissioned by the city to understand, you know, what entrepreneurs need. And actually, this is what I love about it. Go out to the entrepreneurs and ask them, what types of programming should we have? What should they look like? Like specifically, how should they look and feel? So they were like, we need to work on access to capital. This is a perennial problem for everybody. Um, mentorship and coaching from seasoned entrepreneurs and getting more like new new voices and, and established entrepreneurs giving back to the community. Um, we need to work on, you know, how do we how do we commercialize technology coming out of our universities and make that process much simpler and faster and and working for everybody involved. Um, and the final thing was like just ensuring that the programs that you're you're putting together as service providers are actually meeting the needs of entrepreneurs. So those are the four key priorities. And those are the four things that we're working on. And this is what I love is that along with those four big picture strategies, they, you know, we also have like 65 very detailed action items that entrepreneurs gave to us and said, like, you know, if you're going to include mentorship, here's like 12 things that we'd like to see you do when you're building a mentorship program. So I like to use the E-Ring Coach program as an example of this, right? It's managed by Tech Edmonton. Tech Edmonton is delivering it, doing a great job. Entrepreneurs can uh, nominate their own coach to work with them, or they can choose from a selection of 50 coaches that we've built out, that we've recruited from the community and actually nationally and internationally. So most of them are local coaches, but there's also some national and international ones in the mix. So that is awesome. And you know, you basically go through a process, you go through an initial like uh, qualification process, make sure you're a good fit for the program, and then you get to look at that list of coaches and you can say, hey, I, I'm interested in meeting with like these three to figure out if I want to work with them. And if you don't like any of them, you can also nominate your own coach. It's like, well, actually, I met this other person that I think would be a good fit for me. Can we have them be my coach? Yes. And the coaches aren't just like, you know, once a quarter meeting with you, giving you advice. They're like, you know, uh, temporary members of your management team meeting with you for a few hours a week maybe even up to one or two days a week, like actually helping you solve near-term problems to get your business to the next level. So um, that is, that, that's one program that I really like and think it embodies kind of what we're doing. Um, on the access to capital front, here's one that I'm actually really excited about too. On the access to capital front, instead of us saying in the grant that we are gonna take the money for access to capital and use it for these specific programs to solve that problem, because this is a really hard problem to solve. Um, we basically said, like, here's a few ideas that we think are that we could use the money for. Uh, but what we're also going to do is before we spend the money and, and figure out exactly how we're going to um, you know, meet this access to capital need, uh, we're going to we're going to let the community suggest programs and services that they could provide to address this need. And so we actually went through our own sort of internal um, RFP process where um, and it's not completed yet, but. We're going through that right now where basically we as a service of our network said, like, you know, we, don't, we as a steering committee don't have the answer. Who from the community wants to help us with this, you know, putting in proposals. And then we set up a separate uh, adjudication group that was basically members of the community, not the steering committee, 
um, reviewing all those applications and making recommendations to the steering committee on what to go forward with. So to me, that's just another great example of the very, very different approach that we've taken as an ERIN when, when given the opportunity to reimagine how we do things. Um, I, I just think that the, that is that is so cool. And I know that probably people listening and they're familiar with ERIN, they're like, oh gosh, what have they actually done? Because uh, I've just heard a lot of things, not seen much. Uh, I apologize. I don't have an excuse. Uh, we haven't moved as fast as I would have liked, sure, but good things are happening. I, you know, I, I think that good things are are are, are coming through. Um, so I'll leave it at that. Those, those are two examples of programs that we're doing that that are really exciting. Fantastic. And you know, to to that point, uh, Zach, I, I think for a lot of people, it's it's patience. You know. A lot of these things, they don't happen overnight. You know, you, you got to do a lot of research, a lot of outreach, and it's just about patience. And it's it's a long haul. And if you're in it for the long haul, you'll be patient and see through it to the end. But for those that are a little more impatient and they're looking for short-term uh, solutions and results, well, <laughs> yeah. maybe you might want to rethink that approach. <laughs> I can I can relate to everybody who's impatient because I'm impatient too. And I've been constantly trying to get our steering committee to move faster and they keep slowing me down. And honestly, uh, we're probably moving at roughly the right pace. So I think they're slowing me down in the right ways. So props to them. I, I send my props uh, to the steering committee and yourself. So it's there. I know there's so many different groups doing so much great work and uh, looking forward to seeing what the results uh, end up being to just better this innovation community going forward. Because obviously, going into my next question, there's a lot of focus now on tech. You know, locally, we have a new innovation entity that's in the works of being formed from scratch, right from the drawing board again. You got a chair and board uh, nominated and now it's on the hunt for a new CE first for its first CEO I should say and just from there just building the organization from that point uh provincially we have the uh Doug Schweitzer the new newly named uh innovation minister for uh province and uh, we're expecting a technology and innovation strategy from the provincial government later this fall uh, from those recommendations of the Innovation Capital Working Group that I'm sure you, you're familiar with. And, uh, you know, it, it, I feel like it all kind of goes hand in hand with the work that you're doing on the steering committee, as well as the the community aspect with through Startup TNT. You know, what are, with all these new changes and things to yet to come, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on some of these items? You know, what really stands out to you? I, I don't know if you're going to like to answer this question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my gut on this one. And actually, you're wearing that Sponsively t-shirt. Anthony from Sponsively was just on uh, TNT last week. And he and Tim and I had a long conversation about this, sort of this philosophical question of like, the, the high level strategy changes or policy changes that governments are doing to you know improve things for the entrepreneurs on the ground and like i'm not saying that those things aren't helpful they are like they're important and like part of the working group just recommended that they give more money to alberta enterprise corporation which basically receives money from the government and then gives that money to venture capital funds that then invested in entrepreneurs and like that's awesome like that's access to capital that's great um they also i think made like a new tax credit 
So it's similar to the shred tax credit at the federal level. There's a new tax credit that they've now introduced, or they are introducing, I think it's formally introduced now, um, where you basically get a bit of a tax credit or tax break for your R&D expenses. Uh, those things are all super helpful and those things are important, but like kind of coming back to like what we do at Startup TNT and my own personal philosophy is really it's wrapped like on the ground. Like I'm like fully like on the ground. Like it's us, it's entrepreneurs, it's investors, it's us working together, building our community on our terms, it's our culture. At the end of the day, as resourceful entrepreneurs, we're gonna figure out how to build a great company um together. And you know, you know, the uh, the the massive you know the 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 impact that these big changes happen to you as an individual as an entrepreneur are probably kind of small like I don't know if they're really going to fundamentally change your life so I think this is my philosophy um, and and you know that's that's what I stick with however I will say this you know because you asked a very important question about the innovation entity and what's happening there and I think that to me is another really cool opportunity for us here in the city of Edmonton. Um, to completely rethink how we're using government dollars to support entrepreneurs. And so I think we're doing it in a small way at the ERIN right now. Uh, but, you know, on an annual basis, this innovation entity has like almost five times larger budget than the ERIN has uh, on an annual basis. So they have a lot more money to play with. And, you know, I, 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 I'm looking at what they're doing and I'm seeing some really interesting stuff. I think they've got some so a great mix of people on their board. They're, I think they're talking about introducing a formal uh, entrepreneur advisory group to the board. Um, they're talking about like kind of creative, interesting things that they could try with that, with that innovation entity. And I, I, just, I just think that the future is actually quite bright for us as entrepreneurs here in Edmonton. It's like, it's an opportunity for us as entrepreneurs to like, like I say, dictate the culture, dictate the terms and, and kind of show the government that this is what they should be doing. Um, and, you know, adv advocacy is super important, but, you know, the, the work that I really love and I really enjoy is actually more on the ground, creating the culture, uh, building the type of environment that we all want to thrive in. No, that's, that's, that's well said. I, I, I like that answer. It's, uh, you know, again, you're, you're living up to that uh, cheerleader of the, of the community <laughs> of entrepreneurs and innovation, you know, being on the ground, right where it's all happening. And yeah, like, honestly, I agree. I'm, I, I think it, for, for a lot of us, you know, there's, there, there will be change, some, there will be positive change with stuff that's happening on the provincial level. Uh, but I know as far as like learning through, through government and politics, uh, for a lot of us as people in the, in the innovation community or just as regular uh, citizens, you know, anything that kind of happens on that local level is what's going to impact you the most. And it seems clear that from your perspective as well, that, you know, it just reiterates that, that the innovation entity that's now being newly formed is going to be so critical. And there seems to be a lot of optimism going forward with it. And I think that's important, you know, regardless of what happened or may have happened before it's the future is bright for sure in Edmonton. And I'm just so, so happy to, to be, you know, an enthusiast and supporter of that community and reaching out to folks like you just to, uh, to see how we can continue to keep that momentum. So with that being said, 
Is there anything else you want to add that we haven't talked about? Um, I, yeah, I don't think so. I think we've covered everything. I've talked a lot. I'm a very long-winded, passionate guy about the space. And, you know, maybe I will add this. I'll add one thing, which uh, is this is kind of an odd, maybe an odd thing to share. It's very personal. But, you know, I've been doing a little bit of reflection lately. And, you know, when I think about what's happened with Startup TNT and my, actually my involvement with the ERIN, uh, it's felt so, like, personally satisfying for me. And I just got to say, like, when I was I, – I actually had this realization the other day. I'll just, I'll just say to, to the world on your podcast, like, I have not been as personally satisfied with my life as I am right now uh, since probably I was, like, in high school when I used to do kind of fun stuff like this where I'd organize fun parties. I had a bunch of really cool friends. It just felt like the world was your oyster. You're about to graduate from high school. You can do anything. And I loved everybody I was hanging out with. I had a great crew. We do all kinds of fun stuff together. Just really, really loved life. And I feel like by launching Startup TNT and meeting all the entrepreneurs in Edmonton and meeting all the people here, I have like regained that feeling. And so maybe it's just kind of a thank you to, the, to Edmonton for helping me find myself again through this process. So thanks, Edmonton. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to Edmonton. Well, yeah, I, that's, that's fantastic. And honestly, that's it. That's all. That's all I got with for you, Zach. Uh, yeah. For any, any last minute plugs uh, that you wish to make at this point, uh, now's the time. <laughs> no thanks so much Corey. it's been great it's been great talking to you and uh drop by tnt on a thursday and sign up for their newsletter <laughs> <laughs> and if i'm not mistaken that's startuptnt.com if you want to check out their site and sign up for that newsletter and i know you'll make zach very happy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, maybe one last thing because I I, uh, I should make sure I do this. You know, when I launched Startup TNT, it was just Zach, and it was like I'm gonna drink. <laughs> I'm just gonna drink. No, I'm gonna drink with friends every single Thursday and see what happens. I met a lot of really cool people, including a bunch of the people that are now formally helping me with Startup TNT, and so you know that's another thing that I kind of didn't really mention during this interview, which is. Um, I have met the friends that I was hoping to meet. They're now business partners. We're now working together. We're doing great stuff together. And so, uh, you know, props, props and a big thank you to Brad, Tim, Brendan, Michelle, Yasmin, you know, great people that I've met along the way. They're now helping me. Um, so thanks to all of them. Fantastic. Thank you so much to everyone and especially you, Zach. That's it for this episode of Project Connection. We hope you got something out of it. If you know someone or a group that we should raise awareness of, email us at podcast at digitalalberta.com. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you happen to listen to them. Stay safe and don't forget to have some fun. And cheers. From Digital Alberta, I'm Corey Seller. <laughs>